Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Good morning, good afternoon. Tully, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You thank forgot you. good evening. Good good evening. Good evening. How is everyone? How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I am living on it's gonna sound so hippie and whatever, but I'm living on a high vibration at the moment. Uh, you've said that a couple of times recently. What does that mean to you? So to me, I For me, I'm like just trying to live on a higher vibration. So anything that I feel like is lowering my vibration, I've kind of, for the next few weeks, I just want to experiment and kind of disconnect it from my life. So like from a low vibration side of you, I feel like drinking is a low vibration. Um, Being around people, obviously I know this already, but like being around people that make me feel negative, um, going to events or things that I don't want to go to, I feel like that's going to lower my vibration. But just doing things that, just self-care things because I feel like they put me on a high vibration. So, and just heaps of like positive thinking, changing my thoughts, changing my language. So I'm on that higher vibration. I love what that. what that means. Yeah. Because our guest today, I think, is a very high vibrational person. I think so too. So today we had Jade K. Uh, JK Makeup, if you know her from Instagram. Um, we had her on the podcast and it was such a great podcast. It wasn't just about beauty and makeup. No. And that's what she says. It's the first time she's ever spoken about marriage, relationships, mm-hmm. and we're like, we tend to have that effect on people. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Sarah and I are both Cancerians, but whenever people chat to us, they just talk on like- They open up. Yeah. They open up and just like, wow, I don't know where that came from. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but Sarah and I have that effect. And maybe that's why the podcast is- uh, successful and why we're still going three years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cannot believe it. I actually saw a throwback the other day um, that we launched this podcast in May or March 2020. 2020. Yep. I was like, oh my God, that's nearly three years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't believe I've, we've and spoken that much for three years. And we opened up above Oprah on the oh, yeah, we did too. on the charts. Yeah, we did too. So um yeah, it was a really great podcast and it's a long one. So well not long, but like an hour? Yeah, about yeah. an hour. But the end, the story's about France. Oh my god, yes guys. So please stick around if you are I would say a fellow female listener. Thinking of traveling. Thinking of traveling to Europe especially. And I know we're planning, we haven't planned it yet, but we're planning a trip to Europe and it actually made me like, okay, I'm not going to pack any of my good designer stuff. I'm not going to do anything. Apparently Europe is really dangerous at the moment. And she, Jade has got a freaking terrifying story towards the end about her last trip in Paris, which was only a few weeks ago or months ago. Um, Scared the shit out of me and my worst fear. Enjoy the episode. We love Jade. I know you will love Jade. And we all love you listeners. Thank you for tuning in each week and we hope you have a beautiful week. Don't forget to like, subscribe and pass on to all your friends. I love you. Have a great day. Ciao.
We always do this. Okay. Hi. Hi, Jade. How are you? We're just saying we've been gas bagging for like literally half an hour. And we always do this with a guest that we resonate with. We always sit here and chat for ages. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> like do. We need a press record. Welcome back to Australia. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't think this would happen because <laughs> I thought you moved to France permanently. But no. Yeah, I think especially when I started to share socials and I was over there and I was like, Acting like I was a real true Parisian. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny how, you know, when you're in an environment, it just yeah. shows you how much power it has over you. 100%. And, um, yeah, and I was over there and then lots of people were like, good, great to see you in the move. And I just wouldn't correct them <gasps> because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. But I'm back in Oz. <laughs> it was Amazing. just a month. Yeah. Yeah. Permanently or what? <clears throat> I think I'm going to be, which is really lucky, like whatever way you look at it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously my husband is in sport and got a – Contract overseas mm-hmm. in France, and I never forget. He called me. Well, he's he must have known it was happening a bit longer than maybe I did. <laughs> and then he came to me, and he was like, "Jay, this opportunity's come, and it's been his dream. Like he just doesn't uh, with football. He did a lot in Australia mm-hmm. and Melbourne, and he was like, this is the next chapter for me.' And I remember I was just sitting there, and I was like, "How do you not be selfish? Yeah, but also." Um, Excited. Excited. Yeah. And the excitement wasn't coming out. <laughs> how, like, honestly. On the way to the airport, he actually goes to me, um, are you going to say congratulations yet? <gasps> oh. Did, did you realise that you hadn't? Or? No. Yeah. So just like in your relationship when there's like so many people, I don't know about you guys, but there's always that one that's like the dreamer, the achiever, mm-hmm. and then there's that good supportive partner. Mm. And in ours, it started that way and I was the supportive and then it swapped to, oh, he had, he showed me what it was to dream. Like yeah. literally taught me when I was doing makeup and I was getting paid nothing. He was like, "Don't give up, don't give up." Oh, sweet. Yeah, he was like, "Oh," but I think he saw it. Thought oh, this is a great little hobby for her. Yeah. She's getting, you know, I did a degree in something else and it wasn't working. But he like almost watching that and being around that, it made me want it more and more and more. And then you got both get to a higher level. Yeah, not saying I'm amazing or anything, but I just got to a level where I said, and then it was like, wow. When you see people go, it's hard. When you're both dreamers, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah. Like, because now my business is here. Yeah. And his has taken him over there. So, yeah. and you have, and even the response to people, like I would call them and be like, oh my God, Pat got a job overseas. What do I do? And you could see straight away, are you growth mindset or are you someone that's like, so some people were like, this is amazing. Um, you got to do this. And then other people were like, oh God, babe, like, oh. how are you going to do and this? And I just was like, you're so negative. Mm. Yeah. This is making me reassess my friendship with you. Yeah. <laughs> So it was great to to like get the advice and then do and make a decision yourself. Yeah. So when you went over there, did you have every intention of staying in Paris? So it was always like a trial to go see okay. how it was. But I told basically a lot of people, oh, I'll definitely probably move. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go check it out. And he, like I was really lucky with him probably, like we've been together since we're 18. There's been a lot wow. of highs and a lot of lows. Yeah. breakups. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. You've ridden that ride. I've ridden the ride. Yeah. Um, and it's like we now literally like I would choose him as a bestie. Maybe 10 years ago, like maybe not have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like we've gone on the ride together. We're in a good place. Um, but, uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen that, you know, Obama's wife, um, she says, how they've been together, I think, 30 years. Yeah. And for 10 years it was really bad. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And she was like, and I've never actually talked about my marriage on a podcast before uh-huh. um, but because it's always about work and it's always about this. Yeah. But a big part of my career actually has been dictated by his. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's important. I think that is important. We've got a lot of girlfriends that 
date, marriage, sport, athletes. athletes. And it is, it's a common occurrence. It's like the wife, partner has to support that partner, the husband, in their career for a long time and then it kind of gets to that point when they retire and then it's their turn, which is amazing. And you're lucky that you had the support of your husband. In that time where it's all about them, is there like some kind of resentment in the Mm. relationship? So, okay, so this is where I probably was a bit different. Yeah. So I met um, my husband was 18. We knew each other five weeks. He was like, oh, oh wow. Never, never had a girlfriend player. <laughs> wow. Um, like kept chasing and I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. Went overseas for a trial, calls me and like, oh, I got it. I, I got this job over here. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. Said to my friends, like, it was a really good connection. You know when you have yeah. 18. Yeah. And, and and he came back. He was like, oh, good. I got you in my contract. You're going to fly over. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're moving. And I was like, hey. I'm doing a degree. Yeah. Um, European parents. No. You're dreaming, brother. <laughs> oh, and he my was, God. Then he said, okay, well, well, what about you finish your degree and then move? And I was like, okay. So we did this back and Long forth. Long distance. Okay. Three so you've years. already done this. So we did that. Well, there's no kids involved and I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went back and forth and then he sat me down. He was like, are you going to move now? you finished uni. Mm. Moved over there. But when I moved, I literally, I've always been a hustler. I've always been a worker. So I worked at Karen Millen yeah, for like wow. £4 an hour. Oh, wow. wow. He was, he'd go, and he was playing like elite, like level Ooh, yeah. football. He was like, Jade, seriously, like, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need anything from you. I'm going to keep doing this. I and, love that. And he was like, okay, but like. You're getting, you're doing eight hours and you're getting like nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it but it fulfills you. Yeah. yeah. It just. And, and like I purpose. made a friend and, yeah. like, you know, it was, yeah, moving overseas. So finished that, always worked really hard, always was on my journey. Like I didn't let, I just always make the best of it. Mm-hmm. We were in Leicester, which is in England, this like tiny village. It's not great. Like there's a Zara there. Yeah. You know, you're an hour from London. I'd catch a train to London back, but I always made the best of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty positive. So anyway, um, then uh, after four years, three years there, he was like, and I was working, I didn't really enjoy anything. And he was like, why don't you just do something you love? You're always making everyone, like, look pretty before they go out. Why don't you? He actually was like, oh. And I'm like, okay, I'll look at it because I was pretty unhappy. Yeah. Um, and he was doing really well. But I was still always working mm-hmm. every day. Like I went and worked, like, calling, cold calling. I've done, like, I did yeah. everything. And then I found this school in London and it was like you got taught by, like, the Vogue, the best in, like, Italia Vogue. Wow. And it was like it was really elite. And I think it was like. Fifteen thousand pounds, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I need to save. I saved, like oh, I wow. didn't get one dollar from him. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Jay. He was like, I'll just help you. I was yeah. like, no, nah. I like so, that. So I worked and like did the jobs I hated, <clears throat> paid for it, moved to London, um, and I remember at the end, and I've said this before on podcasts, like at the end, the lady, like you did all your like grinding, mm-hmm. did all. At the end, she's like, okay, great. Um, everyone say what you want to do. Some people like wedding makeup in Spain, wedding makeup here. And I was like, I'm just, and this is nothing bad. I just never want to work at a makeup counter. I, I just want to freelance. Yeah. Yep. And whatever it is, I don't really want to do wedding makeup. I just don't want to work at a counter. I don't know why I felt that way. Yeah. Mm. She was like, okay, well, 5% of you will work as a full-time job. And I was like, is she serious? Like, so I did all that work, all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Five percent of us were going to actually have a career in this, and I just remember thinking to myself, "I'm going to be part of that five percent." I, I love care. that. Um, I do not care. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care what the the odds are against me. And then as I was walking out, I knew I wasn't the best. I knew there was people better than me, 
Um, and I think as a creative, you always know there's people mm-hmm. better than you. And that that part of you is either going to make you fail or succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part taking over of going, like there's a million podcasts out there. People ask you to do podcasts. But it's like I knew, okay, I want to be on this one mm-hmm. because they share the same values. Like I don't care if it gets billion views mm-hmm. and like it's just you know sometimes like yeah what takes over you you've always got there's a million makeup artists mm-hmm. yeah um even when I came here after 10 years of being overseas I knew who my competition was do you respect them or do you like have this nasty I'm gonna take you down yeah mm-hmm. I was like no I respect you I'd get like jobs and I knew it was that person's job and we became a bit friends, friends yeah. so I was honest I was like you know, have you asked this person because they're available? Like I always played nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also like recently through your actions, I'm going off because I, I definitely think I have ADHD but I'm not <laughs> diagnosed yet. <laughs> You're a bit like us. I'm pretty that. sure I have it yeah. too. Yeah. And I think um, through this process I was like um, even when I've done people when I first moved here mm-hmm. and I was, this was 10 years ago, um, they felt certain ways and you don't know what you project or you don't know what you do, but now that you go through this journey of like living overseas, I'm like, you can only control what's in your head, 100%. right? Yes. And being in service, like I would always be in people's homes. And if they're in a bad place and you say one word, they're going to take that mm-hmm. on they and, tri- and whatever triggers, they're going on. Yeah. But I just always tried to be nice in my career. I've, yeah. I've really tried. Sometimes I'm sure people have had their views, but I, I just want to leave and them not feel heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought, your skill will catch up to your taste because if you've got good taste, your skill ain't where your taste is. Yeah. So it takes years to perfect that and that's where a lot of makeup artists give up. Yep. So I reckon it takes about 10 years to get your skill where your eyes. Yeah. Um, I would look at work and be like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> of old work? Yeah. Yeah. Or even now you can look at some things and be like, that was a bad day. Yeah. yeah. Had a bad Everyone day. Everyone has a bad the day. people around you had bad energy and then you fed off that. Yeah. I want to go back to when you were in the um, – like London and working over there, how did you build up your clients? Yes. Yeah. Were you working at shoots? Like how did you build so it up? So I left and this girl who was in charge, she like managed all the students and everything. I said to her, how the f- am mm. I going to be that 5%? And mm-hmm. she was like, you actually will because you know what? You've got, and I don't know, this, I don't want to sound narcissistic. I'm really mindful yeah. egos and stuff. But she actually said this to me and I always, when I felt low or crap, I would think of that comment. She goes, You've got a really good energy and bright mm-hmm. and, like, you want to do well. That's half of this. Like, look at in that room, they're already like, I'm going to go work at Benefit. I'm like, she's, you're saying how do I be part of that 5%. Mm. That's already. You've got drive. You've got yes. drive. And I just was like, maybe through him, maybe through my husband, I saw, like, sports. Like, you know, Australian sports is one thing, but mm-hmm. to go overseas, like, and I'm not being disrespectful, but you're like a dot. Yes. 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 And he's done it twice. So I'm like. Far out. Yeah. He's he, he, like he, he in our household, my kids, all of us, we're like we were all dreaming together. Like we nurture the dreams. Don't just be like it's too hard. And Europeans are like my mum would have been like what's your backup plan or yeah. wow. school. His mum, she's a big part in my life too. She is Italian but she's a bit like a gypsy Italian. She's like, you know, into all natural oils and stones before uh-huh. they were cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she used to say, everyone used to say to me about Patrick, like, your sports, like, what's his backup plan? Teachers would be like, what's his? No, this is his plan. So they were like negative. Which is so, like, oh, we say that about parents all the time. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to is mindset. Yeah. It's actually the stories that you tell yourself. And from what I hear from your husband and you, it's like, you have the mindset 
of resilience. Like there's no other option. You you don't give He's up. He's way mm. more resilient than me, but I've, I guess I am more resilient than I thought I was. Yeah. yeah. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah. Like there's always going to be a way. And like being an underdog is actually amazing because yeah. guess what? When you're the underdog, it's like there's only one way up. Mm. Yeah. When you're on the top, there's only one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm always like when you're on that, like when I came back here as well, I really remember the struggle, like having two babies. <clears throat> Even in my marriage, it was a really tough time when he retired. Things could have really all and like I just was like I just stayed focused on what mm-hmm. I wanted and blocked out all the noise and yeah. like you're not good enough or this person's better than you or when you're dealing with celebrities, this celebrity wants this person. They don't mm. want you. Or how do you how do you block out that negativity? Because you just people, gotta know you're worthy and just, know that yeah, your self worth. Like it's not about I know I'm good. That's yeah. your ego talking. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know you can do the job. Mm. I know I can do that job. Mm-hmm. But the difference with me is when they sit in that chair, they'll fucking feel amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that eyeliner will be how I like it, but you're going to walk out on the red carpet and you're going to feel good. Yeah. Whereas you might have someone else that does the eyeliner and you'll get your photo and you'll love it, but you'll remember our experience before you walked out there mm-hmm. yeah. and you'll own it. So I just was like that's where I'm going to be different. Yeah. That's where you, when you sit with me and and like I know it's awful and it's not. The 10 years I've been home is probably my most growth because, like, I met people at the start of my career and mm-hmm. a lot of them stayed with me and, oh. like, my besties. Yeah. yeah. Like, I met Zoe, who has go-to, like, yeah. on a TV week shoot. She was front with Hamish. And oh. I remember I was like, oh, yeah, like, who's this guy? And I, and I just was me. I didn't, yeah. I, I think as well they're used to people, like, sucking up to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just me and, like, we went away this year, uh, last year for a birthday. But that's like nine years later. Yeah. And then there's a good group of girls and like we all together and through work. And I just feel like I don't know if you are yourself, then forget about just how it's going to help you in your career. Mm-hmm. It's more like the friendships you've yeah. made and mm-hmm. like connections. I, we always say connections. And if you're a nice person, you're going to do well. Yeah. Like, there's no time in these industries to yeah. be a mean mean person. You just get, yeah. get you get found out. Hundred mm. percent, especially with the age that like your twenties. Yeah, and this is like I've been, I watched even we went to a Fenty thing in Sydney mm-hmm. and we were laughing because the girls we were saying, oh my god, like they're going, I'm so old, I'm 34. I'm like, guys, I'm 38, so I'm <laughs> definitely the oldest here. And we were looking at. Um, like amazing TikTokers mm. and everyone. And I was like, they have a different confidence than what we have. Yes. And I think it's amazing because we all are like, oh, you can't act like that. That's like, that's being cocky. Or they give zero fucks. They, they literally give zero give, fucks. And in a way I'm like, well, I respect that. I, I, I love that you're like mm-hmm. that, but I actually love I love our millennials too. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm really protective of our millennials. Yeah, In 100%. The sense, like, all the TikTokers there like doing TikToks, not being like there watching, like being present. They that don't kind care. Of, nah. yeah. Whereas we can keep saying we don't care but we do. Do, yeah, mm. 100%. Do, I saw Tammy Hembro was there. I would I did not girl. see her. No, I don't know if what it, it is about Tammy Hembro. I would just I know, fan I agree. girl. I, I got a coffee this morning and she's really cool, the barista yeah. at our um, – at our, and whenever she sees me, she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, babe, you were at Fenty. And Tammy, <laughs> I was like, I didn't see her. Oh, my God. She oh, must have just it. come in and left. Yeah. And I, I think oh, I think it was like, it was, yeah, I didn't see her. That's so annoying. When I want to ask who, when you came back to Australia, you obviously knew in the industry here and stuff like that. What were like your top three struggles? Was it 
Uh, they're probably, and I just realised too, I never answered your last question. Oh, the HD is fine. I can't even um, remember what it was. It was the how did you get into shoots and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, when I left and she said that to me, I was like, okay. So the school, like, so when you do Fashion Week, mm-hmm. London, Paris, mm-hmm. all that, you have to, tr- in, what, the way I got into it is you had to try out. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you had to be like liquid, li- for any makeup lovers that are listening or anyone that's loved beauty, a red lip and a black li- black liquid liner is like, I can't do when it. you're first like finished makeup, that's your worst nightmare. So I'm like, but if it's smoky eyes, if it's a nude lip, if it's glossy skin, I've got that down pat. If you give me a liquid liner 15 years ago, oh, I, been, oh, oh. I could only use. You remember, like, you, um, they still sell it. Actually, it's a Maybelline black liquid, like pot a pot pencil. Yes, I could only use that. To so get you couldn't it right. use the pen. Can't use like wow. when I see people using art brushes and yeah. stuff. I'm like, no. This was not as natural. The overall look. So if I see um, like hair and makeup, that's why I fight with a lot of hairdressers because I'm always like, like, can't you see? Like this hair doesn't suit this makeup and this dress. Mm. Like I have the overall vision. But me saying oh, I was, a, I was like, my skill was amazing mm-hmm. to start with. Wasn't. Yeah. I had to work on it, and, and they actually told me to go into hair. <laughs> really? Did they? Because I'm really naturally, I find hair really easy, but I don't love it. I yeah. love makeup. So. Anyway, at the end, um, we tried out and I remember I got into London like with this like scrape of my, like I reckon they pushed me through because they're like maybe they felt sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't perfect. Yeah. yeah. But then once you're in, you make, and you're the head makeup artist and then you're a part of the team. So I got in and then I went and did Paris and um, New York uh, was a French French makeup yeah. artist. He was head, and uh, and that was the worst, most confronting. This would never happen now, but he <clears throat> went around. It was like, yes, you must use this uh, brush. And by chance, I had it in my kit. Like the chances, you know, he expected everyone to have it. The girl next to me didn't have it, so I was like, just borrow mine when he comes around. Like you know, yeah. And he saw us swap. <gasps> and excuse my language, but he was like to the girl, get the fuck out. <gasps> yeah, that's how. That's what Ruthless. I grew up with. Like that's what I was around. The pressure. It was not like. It was really, really high pressure. Like that is scary. really scary. And it was like, well, you're not saving lives. And like the girls were like really thin and like, you know, from you, we do like um, in, in Claridge's, in all these yeah. hotels, it was like fashion shows. It was like in soon as the Aussies because back then it was like um, Britain's um, UK model, you know. Oh, Britain's next, uh, top, next top model. Next yeah. model. And I did all that stuff. Oh, and I got into that. And I did like short movies. I just said yes to everything. everything. Mm-hmm. And there was databases then where – Want to get into TV? So I tried everything: TV, movie. I did, um, yeah, like those Britain's Next Top Model or the Fashion Weeks shows, Converse. We did like, everything. I did everything. I didn't have kids. I was so hungry for it. Got really kind of like started to get established. Two years didn't get paid. I'd get like I spent so much. Like probably having Pat there would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd be like catching a train. It's costing me 80, 80 pounds. I'd get in at three. He knew I had all these suitcases. So He'd wait for me oh, at the train station. Stop. And, yeah, and he'd be like, oh, you can keep doing it. And then at one point I was like. It's not worth it. Yeah. How the hell am I going to do this? Yeah. He's like, oh, this is why, Jake, because like, he's a bit old school. This is why, you know, this is why this is, it doesn't come to you. Don't give up. Oh. So he was like always pushing me because that's how he was with his job. Yeah. yeah. And then finally I started to get paid. Yeah. And then. I don't know why. I was like, oh, I wanted a young family. We wanted to have kids young because in mm. football they all didn't work and mm-hmm. they would have babies. Young. Yeah, young. young. Yeah. So for two years, 26 to 28, don't laugh, I was trying mm-hmm. to have a baby. Thank the Lord it didn't happen straight away. And like by chance um, 
uh, I got pregnant at 28. Mm-hmm. And then he was 32. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, like, football, you got to, like, 35. Okay. Yeah. He, he had, like, he got told he he hit his Achilles and he was going to have to retire. So he was like, Jade, I ain't got, same thing, calls me, oh, I ain't got no more contracts here, we've got to go home. And I was like, I just started crying. Because oh. I was going home with a baby when I finally just started. Cracked it. I finally had had, like, like four or five years and was getting paid and mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything was working. So I was like, Australia. And I judged it as Australia's really behind. Mm-hmm. I'm going back. They don't know who I am. So in relation to your question, it was really hard. Yeah. I got here. I had a baby. All the established makeup artists judged me and they were like, who the hell is this girl? Uh-huh. You know, Instagram just started. Yeah. They didn't know that I was doing Britons or there was no, there was no like proof of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fashion Week, there was no, I mean, there was a few photos I took and put on Facebook yeah. <laughs> back then. But um, so I, I really came back here, new, new, fresh, and they already had 10 years on me. Mm-hmm. So I did that thing of respect. I kind of saw what was out there and then I just, I don't know, I my twin sister, she was like, Get on Instagram. Why is it private? Take it off private. So I took it off private and started doing people. Oh, wow. And, and like, some of the makeup was bad. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> like, burgundy lips. I remember looking I remember looking at this one thing. I was like, oh, my God. Poor, um, do you, you know Emma Hawkins? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had one of my worst makeup looks like. Oh. I remember Elise Knowles. Yeah. There was another look. I would never do it now. But back then we were more like, I think people were more. Um, adventurous. Adventurous. And they just really trusted me. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, nice. do it. And I was like later, oh, God. You know, Rosa, mm. she was one of the first girls I did, um, uh, Nadia, Beck, and, you know. Um, just built it just up. Just built it. And while they're growing, you're growing. Yeah, and of course. You just started doing it. And some people liked it. And I, I don't know how. I just never said no. And I had a baby. And then oh God. I had another baby a year after. Wow. Did you go to an agency or anything like no. that? You just did everything freelance. Freelance. Wow. Managed it myself, control freak. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I think like I woke up early. Like my baby, like being a mum is my first job mm-hmm. and really important. But I, I, they were part of the process. So like I remember Nadia, uh, she was like five, I think I was, Valentina was five weeks. She came to my house and I did her face. And then when she had Henley, she was like, how the, the hell, hell did I do that? I was yeah. like, oh, it's fine. Like it was okay because you could say no or yes, but I literally, and I have a, an amazing mum who helps me mm-hmm. a lot. And I think because my mum was a stay-at-home mum and my dad worked, she did that traditional role. Yeah. All three of us, so I'm a twin, my little sister, we're all really driven. And I think it's because we saw her really nurture us. And probably my kids will be like, I'm freaking staying home. Yeah. yeah. Mum was hustling with us. 100%. Life was crazy. Yeah. It's going to do it. But for me, I couldn't think of my experience. I saw her um, sacrifice so much. And, I and you know, my dad was an amazing dad and we had a really good. But I do think she lost a lot of confidence and, like, on the phone she'd be like she wasn't as confident. Whereas yeah. now she's like, through you girls, no, no, you say yes to that job, Jade. I'll look after the girls. Go here. Oh. Like, so I think even through what we're doing, it's because of my mum. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. nice. I didn't know you were twin. Sarah said it before. I was like, oh, my God, cute. <clears throat> yeah, twin with Alana, yeah. my sister, who's crazy. I love that. <laughs> my sister's got um, twins and I think it's the cutest. Twins, so, I have such. But they're my niece. That, yeah, they're so cute. It is twins. Yeah, like, my little sister's a psychologist, and we always say like, because it was nine years, and we're like, oh. is it because you're a sibling to a twin? Oh like, yeah. yeah. It, is, is, it, it? is it like? Did it like? It, does she feel a little bit unloved, left out, kind of vibe? So I think my mum had us. We're like, we are a lot together. Yeah. 
And Diana's really calm and she was like, oh, like went with the flow. And I think she, for, for, like after we grew up, she kept my mum young and uh-huh. stuff because she's very smart. Like I know a lot of people go, oh, my sister's really clever. And we, like you'd go, you'd have dinner. We would just like eat the meat. She was always like, where's this from? What, like is this? Curious. And she's a vegan. She's vegan now. She's educates us all. She's like the glue that stuck us. And now it's really weird. Alana lives in Sydney. I'm here in Melbourne and going back and forth. Mm-hmm. She's almost the glue that sticks us. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so the three of us are really close. Yeah. And I do feel a bit sorry for her because she had to grow up fast. Yeah. And, and twins are a bit crazy. You'll either see, like Dana was saying, like obviously being a psychologist, she's done a bit of work on it. She's like there's either those twins that are obsessed with each other and you're almost like, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or there is a lot of the time twins where you do become a bit disjointed. Uh-huh. And me and Alana are really close, but there's times where I think Dana will glue us. Because uh-huh. it's a lot. Yeah. You've never had a moment in the womb with just yeah, you and I, your mum. Uh, I was yeah, going to say, it's actually, like the identity, like you've never just had your own birthday yeah. or things like but that. But also I was listening to a podcast the other day and they said how beautiful is a twin relationship. They're always going to have someone. They're never going to feel lonely. And I was like, and that made me happy because I, my nieces are twins. Are they two, two girls? Are yeah, they two girls identical? identical, yeah. And I was like, and I messaged my sister and I said, the girls are so lucky. <clears throat> They're never going to be lonely. You never are. Yeah. And like the first day of school, my mum goes, the first hardest thing was, she dropped me and Alana off mm-hmm. and she was like, I was upset. She goes, but there was not a worry in my mind. She goes, whereas when I dropped your little sister yeah. off, I was legit like she's by herself. By herself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But then as well, um, it's weird that me and Alana have been so close and then we've had our separate journeys. Like mum mm-hmm. would always have two cakes. Like don't buy them a joint present. Yeah. Very, oh. That's like the twins. Too. Different yeah. identity. Yeah. And she would get so annoyed if they bought us something to share. Yeah. Sing happy birthday twice. Yeah. Like she was really... My mum was a bit ahead of her time because back then she's like, yeah, it was like one identity. Yeah. 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 I want to loop back to relationships and you said you don't really talk about your marriage. Yeah, this is the first one that I've really gone. <laughs> we like, make you feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like Tully and I, Tully's in a relationship. I'm not. I'm not married. But when I've, I've, I have observed it, like the ebbs and flows, yep. what's some advice that you can give to people if they're like, Going a, a bath. Yeah. Um, well, I'm coming up to 20 years in Feb. I was wow. 18 when I met um, my husband and we have grown at different stages. And mm-hmm. I think what happens is when I hear someone go, oh, we just outgrew each other, I'm like, because I've outgrown Pat at times and I think yeah. he's outgrown me at times. It's it's how big is the gap and what's your patience and also are they going to catch up or is it that, too far gone. Or are yeah. you willing to catch up as well? Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm, I, um, Effie, my friend, would be laughing if I say this because I'm always like I'm so loyal. It's like I wear it like a badge. <laughs> I am loyal but if it comes to a point where I'm going to lose myself, then I'm out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like and that's where people stay in toxic relationships because yeah. they're like their loyalty is so strong. But they actually do lose themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think becoming a mother, anyone who's listening to these two has a baby, your your, your relationship goes through a change. Mm-hmm. But then when you have two and our mine were close together and my husband retired and my career went up, it was like, so his went down, mine went up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was the hardest time. Was we it? could have, yeah, it was definitely on the road to we could have. Gone separate yeah. ways. Because, like, it's it's new and uncomfortable and. Well, it's also um, 
their ego, yeah, their identity. And I used to wear like this is really because of the sporting. Mm. I'm not ashamed to say it because I'm so not that person anymore. Sometimes I probably have to pull it in a bit. I used to be like, yeah, I'm married, and this is him, and this mm. is him. It's like that isn't actually your identity. Yeah, yeah. your identity is you're you. Yeah. He is him mm-hmm. and you can do things independently and together. Same with being a parent. My children, when they're like, I've had a few people being like, you're really lucky he supports you. Uh, no, I'm not. Mm. I'm not lucky. That's yeah. a given. That's a non-negotiable. Like you're a team. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if you meet someone and you're like, you know, they're not proud of you or they under, like they play mm. it down. Even him, like he he took a while to really, because you're in that like it's a testosterone. Yeah. Be yeah. uncomfortable yeah, for him. He's, yeah. He was like. Now, when he when he signed in France, he was like, "Oh, is there any way you can have my wife? Like she does this. Like he oh. wouldn't have done that before. So you you have to grow, right? And yeah, you have to grow together. But um, I don't. I'm not going to tell people to stay in a relationship that doesn't yeah. serve mm. you or it's not good. But it's there's a lot of times it ain't great, mm. <clears throat> and um, you've got to get through it. Yeah, and if they're worth it. Yeah. yeah, and not just stay in it because it's comfortable or it's familiar. It's familiar, yeah. and also like oh, this is really bad. I'm such a realist. Like, you know, I hope I hope that like I have another twenty years. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, or if a journey, like you just got to be in the present with that person. Keep communicating, um, and you'll go in highs and lows. And don't portray that everything's perfect. People, w- I don't really talk about, and I don't really put a lot on my Instagram about him. I used to probably when we were younger be like. I love you so much. I put mm. up photos and that. And then I look at it and I'm like, did I put those photos up at times where it was actually tough? Yeah. Mm. Like, you know these people that are real oversharers? Oh. Like, good on you. Like, Valentine's Day yesterday, I was like, oh, my God, too much. Yeah. I'm like, why do you feel the need I to over – I don't know. It's just a lot. Like, roses coming in and flowers. I don't know. I do believe there's some people out there that it just they just put it up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I do believe there's a lot of people out there that – just put it up maybe to help. It's actually not even for anyone else. It's for themselves. Selves, yeah. But if that's helping you at that time and doesn't mean you're going to break up or whatever, but just be real. I'm so real. I just can't deal with people that are like, it's amazing. Mm. But then with being real, you might get over that yeah. hard time and someone's head is still in that hard yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful to and protect your energy. Mm-hmm. So when I did go through a hard time, I think there were some people that I had confided in mm-hmm. and I told and I think – their head will always stay there. Yeah. Yes. So you got to be careful too because they're like, oh, well, you went through that hard time and, you know, you got through it. Most people would be like, wow, you got through it. Mm-hmm. But there's other people that would be like, but you went through that hard time. Yeah. So you oh. got to be, you got to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So whatever you give out, but don't, I'm, I'm one of them. I don't want it to stay in here. Yeah. I want it out. Yeah, 100%. Mm. You got to get it and, out. That energy's out. And like people sit in your chair. So many of them go through hard times in relationships and they're like really upset. Oh. And you're like, I don't know if I can share something that makes you feel better. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And nothing's perfect. You can get angry. You can lose. Just don't go to the gutter with words because you can never take them yeah, back. Yeah, that's true. That's very that's good very advice. True. Yeah. You can never take them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can say sorry. You can, but. They'll always be out there then. Yeah. That's actually true. I want to go. We had you on the podcast. What were like Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse showcase. Yes. Yep. yes. We spoke a lot about beauty. You work with Maybelline. Yeah. And I remember you saying on the podcast <clears throat> that Maybelline always bringing out new products and all that kind of stuff. What would be like, is there anything coming out? I want to talk about oh, beauty trends and like beauty. beauty. Trends. Yes. So beauty is obviously my therapy. It's yep. like through hardest time what always makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm pretty obsessed um, with looking at like what's going on overseas. When I was in, so I went to Cosmoprof with um, Chemist Wellness. Yep. So I interviewed over there a lot of people and they were all, how weird is this? They were all French. They were yeah. all from Paris. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't even know that I'd be going and like. Oh. Um, yeah. So um, just I think skin. Can you loop back for me, Jade? Is that like a big trade show for. Okay, so Cosmoprof <laughs> is, I love you, Cosmoprof is like basically, yeah, a trade show. They have one in Bologna in Italy, um, one in Asia, yep. one in Paris, and it's like everyone from around the world like go showcases there, their products. Either, or? Yeah, so I'm sure there's buyers from Chemist Warehouse mm-hmm. that go. Mm-hmm. There's brands that mm-hmm. are like, you know, I was, I'm was i really obsessed with Korean beauty and like. Yes. Yeah, so face masks. Yeah. Um, they had like wasabi masks that, um, oh, wow. that attack, like if you got acne. Wow. Oh. Yeah, there was, um, what else was there? There's so much stuff, like a lot of patches now. So in Korea they do like spot, like you can target a certain area. So if you put a face mask on and uh-huh. you think your, your your whole face might not be dry. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's more about targeting and like they had like little masks that they were good. Um, what else? Skin is my, like being mm-hmm. in London, skin's huge. And French probably beauty suits my, I'm very yeah. minimal. But then I'll go hard on glam. Mm-hmm. But my style is like skin to look like skin. Um, except if you're doing red carpet going yeah, out. Yeah, of course. Um, so it was just like undone and I think that that's still. A trend? Yeah, yeah it's still a trend. Um, like I know that, what's her name? Um, Hayley Mary Bieber. Phillips. Oh, Mary. oh, my God, I've seen this. Have you tried this? Well, I've been doing this for years. So oh, I have laughed. you? Oh. So a few makers. Do you know what it is? No. So they doesn't do know like what it is. It's on contouring top. underneath. So you're supposed you to do it on top. Oh, so like I've always done underneath, Have you? and then I I do two layers. I do one underneath and one on top. Okay, wow. Okay. Um, so you do it first. It's just basically putting the product where it needs to be. So people will put Which foundation makes over sense. the whole. Face. Yeah, and if you're using all natural skincare, uh huh, um, and you're putting on loads of makeup, it's kind of not going to do what mm-hmm. it needs to do. Um, also, a lot of stuff that I'm trying to tell people is. Like use your brains when you're doing your skincare and your makeup. So rather than just putting on like, oh, this is what's like trending and Hayley Bieber uses it, I'm going to use this as my moisturiser. Yeah. What what, what skin do you have? Yeah. (laughs) Like do you have dry skin? Do you have oily skin? And then do you want a dewy finish or do you want a matte finish? you got to work. It's like a science. So probably my house science degree helps with that. But it's like like a science. So understand what you're putting on. So that's why I started, I do a lot of education, do masterclasses, like understand your face and what you want uh-huh. and then get stuff you like and yeah. try it out. Um, but right now I think contouring and bronzing is still good. Uh, they, they were saying about satin skin. What's satin skin? So I always say think of like nail polish or lipstick. So you know we buy a satin lipstick or you buy like oh, a yes, matte. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Satin is the middle. Mm. Okay. So matte is like, you know, like, yep. it's like matte. And then you've got gloss. I like satin skin because it's somewhere in between. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you can mattify here and have glossy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We so. were talking about de-influencing. I don't know if you've seen that on TikTok at the moment. So de-influencing, we were t- talking about on the episode last week. De-influencing is essentially it's something that you've been influenced by on TikTok, but you don't think it's worth the hype. So a, a product at the moment, so it's this big rage. We spoke about it last week. One thing that I've been de-influenced with was the Charlotte Tilbury bronzing wand thing. I don't think that's worth the money. I think that is not a hype. Is there anything that you've I think been doing as well? Why it wouldn't work? If yeah. you're pretty tanned, you're like okay. me. So if you put on that, it's like it's it was shit. It didn't do anything. It. You need like nude sticks or I've got Fenty. the Mecca Maxim 
Maxima so, sticks. Yeah, the Mecha Max I love and I tell everyone to train with them. Um, for longevity, if you're oily, yeah. Fenty one's really good too because it's last. See, oh, I didn't like that. Telly, that was another, said, Telly said she was de-influenced that's by That's another Fendi. product. Fendi. De-influenced Which by the Fenty. Well, maybe that's why. I think it was too muddy for me. I couldn't rub it in. Oh. So I don't All right, know. what about nude sticks? Have you tried nude no. sticks? Okay, I'm sorry. They are the OG. They've been doing these sticks before anyone. Really? Wow. Okay, I'll have Sephora, to try that. Sephora, Bondi Bay, like it's they're American but they've called it Bondi, okay. is the best colour. Okay. And nude sticks. Nude sticks. And it's like it just melts. I don't think anyone's mastered like them. No, I don't think so either. I think the Mecca Maximum one by far. Does it last? It's, it, it's no, great. It just doesn't last. No. So is there any product that you'll be de-influenced by oh, on TikTok or social media? It's a good question. It's a good question. Not worth the hype. Not worth the Do you know hype. what the number one brand on TikTok is? Is Charlotte Tilbury. Say they've all been dim. Which I, in some ways I agree, some ways I disagree. I love her Charlotte foundations. Charlotte Tilbury lip liners I love. Yes. Charlotte Tilbury eyeliners I love. Charlotte, oh, foundation. I don't love all her foundations. Really? So the flawless filter is great, but the other one. It's too I shiny. Find, yeah, you can't. You, no. It depends what look you're going for. Mm. Yeah. Like, you would look amazing in the Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte Tilbury flaws because you're like natural. Your skin, you you're fine to wear it like natural. Me and Telly would be like, no. I wear really? it sometimes. Okay. It's like shiny, and I look like yeah. You, you can't really use it. It's really hard to use. You gotta you've got to conceal over. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I find eyebrow products. I'm not delisted. Yeah, like a de- wait, delisted. I'm de influenced. <laughs> About a lot. Yeah, I think eyebrow like even the Anastasia. Anastasia yeah, um the. The plus, but no, not impressed by yeah. that. Um, I just feel like you're better off using pear soap. Like it just doesn't. Sick. Brows are really hard. Um, and I always if just go back to the OG if I get lost. Like think of a brand, what they came out with. Mm-hmm. That's their hero product. They can try and take over the world, but that hero product is there. Yeah, so like Benefit, love their brow stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll always be amazing. Um would I go buy foundation? Maybe not from them, but I'm going to buy their eyebrows. Yeah. Mm. So if you ever, like, can't find it, just go back to a state. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I listened to a podcast the other day with, do you know who Maureen, Cal- um, Maureen Kelly is? She's I the founder like of Tarte. Oh, I love Tarte. Yeah, Tarte. So she's the founder Can of Tarte. They just, yeah, so they just took all these influencers over to Dubai for this, like, it was amazing. They spent, I think it was a lot of money. Like they took Alex, um, Earl, all these like TikTokers. Anyway, I listened to a podcast with her and her story is incredible. I'll send it to you. It's Please. A, if you're, I don't know I if love. you want to bring out products one day, but yeah. it's a really good story. But she, obviously their shape tape, which is the concealer is like probably their number one. But I think they started with the, um, a tint, a yeah. cheek, tint. cheek tint. And she talks about the cheek tint all the time, that that was their number one selling product. It's probably like her firstborn. Yeah. It's like a baby that you're like. Yeah. Oh, I have a. She has a soft spot for because that yeah. gave her the mm. success. Hundred percent. It's a really good story and how she got into like Bergdorf's and like all these amazing stores in. Like she's a hustler <sighs> and her story is incredible. She American? She's yeah. American. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's really sad. Her husband. Sorry, going off topic. It's a really good podcast. We'll link it below. But her husband that she was married to, like, supported her from the beginning. Everything like that. He worked in the World Trade Center. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a really. It's. Her whole story is phenomenal how she built Tarte because like, everything Tarte, was against her. Yeah. yeah she did. I just got goosebumps. It was actually a really cool story and I have so much respect for her. And they were one of the first brands to be like vegan, animal yes. culture free. Yeah. yeah. And that was That's her other I, part of the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I spend a lot of time um, 
with the education side, like support. I'm a yep. researcher. So with brands like that, I'd, I'd love to listen to her Yeah, story. I'll send what, it to what you. What podcast was it? Um, I think it was How I Built This mm. with, um, what's his name? Guy. Oh, I can't remember his name, but it's incredible. And that she went to all these cosmetic um, science, what are they called? Science places to build your the labs, products, and the stuff, labs, yeah, and they all because she wanted it to be all natural and stuff like that. Everyone was like, "You're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy," until she found this one in like New Jersey. Um, but it's a really cool story. Yeah, you'd love mm. it. She was I'm a hustler. Intrigued. Yeah, it was cool. She's oh. a hustler. You're a hustler. You're, <laughs> you're also a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. What's the dream? What's the dream? The dreams changed along the way. That's all right. <laughs> but every time, okay. So my um agent um which I am with management, I know that you had said, oh, have you ever, I probably the last six years have had management mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she she is like I've all the people I've ever managed and you, uh, she'll equate over this. She goes, I've never had someone that puts something out and it always comes back. Oh. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, it's weird though. Like I could just say something, it like it literally comes back to me. I was I love at that. the start of this when you were talking about your story and all that and you, I was like, she's very magnetic. Do you mean like a manifester? No. So I knew you would ask me yeah. this. This is what's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I literally but last maybe- night was doing the dishes and I'm like, they asked me about manifestation. How am I going to answer it? Because I used to have such a like a manifest, a manifest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't believe anymore mm-hmm. okay. in a manifest. Yeah. Well, I do, but a different version. Mm-hmm. I believe in like, you know, when you manifest, how I don't know, it depends, but like you go to sleep and you're like, oh. and like it's almost like you're forcing something you don't really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're saying you want it, but do you want it? Yep. Yeah. So what I is like when something comes in my head of like, I really want that, I just, I just literally to myself will like for 30 seconds will, vi- will just put in my head that I want it, mm-hmm. not necessarily me doing it, anything, just. That would be really nice, and like if it's meant for me, I hope it comes back. And I put oh, it out there, it out there, and then it just comes back. And then like a magnet, yeah. Okay. Like even on this art piece, Bonnie Gray, she's an amazing um, Byron Bay artist, uh-huh. and I always saw her work, and I was like, and you know, obviously with money, I always say like, money comes, money goes, and when yeah. it comes, I'm like, oh, I want to buy everything, mm-hmm. and when it's not there, I want to buy everything, but yeah. I just dream. Well, when I get yeah. it again, I'll buy it. Yeah. And there was a time where like, you know, Pat had retired. I was hustling. We'd had two kids, and like. All our finance was stuck in England and I really wanted to get it. It was like two and a half grand. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get this art piece. Mm. And I, um, it was probably not like at that time, like I probably shouldn't have, but I was like, I'm going to get it. So bought it and what she does is she gets your story, she asks everything about you and then she does this art piece and she writes your poem. Oh, my wow. gosh. So she was like, tell me everything about you. I was like, okay, well, I had a baby at this date, this date, Pat. We both like Italy. We're like Capri. That's our favourite spot. Anyway. Me and Milana, my oldest, were walking past the artwork about two weeks ago and she goes, Mum, look what's on it. And I'm like, what? And it just says in big letters, Paris. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't even remember saying it. I didn't even remember anything. But I must have said to her something about Paris. She's, it's on there. Oh, wow. wow. That's kind of cool to reflect on something like that. Yeah, and I said, and then I told my husband, I was like, isn't that weird? And he's like, oh, you probably said it was your favourite. He's like such a, oh, you probably said it was your favourite place. I was like, I don't know, though. I think it's weird that, like. Yeah, that's that a little weird. sign. Yeah. yeah, so I must have put it. I do. And then when I was in the um, Cosmoprof, like I kept being like, God, really, France really is the centre of beauty. Uh-huh. Like it really is. And like I did London and done Australia and there's, and I'll be in Australia, but there is a part of me that like when even when I went for that month, I still 
you know, met with Emberlease. They're a brand that yeah. I used to go to the pharmacies, look for them. My mum went there, would go to every pharmacy to buy it because you couldn't buy it in Australia, you couldn't buy it in London. So blue and white. Blue and white, yeah, they yeah, stock yeah. it actually. Yeah, yeah, they do too. And um, then I was sitting, it was like sitting in the restaurant, this, this like renowned, they say it is, I don't know if it is, but renowned restaurant in Paris with Emberlease and this makeup artist is quite big over there. And I just like for a second was like, how the hell? Like how the hell am I here? So funny. Mm. But like have I dreamt that? I've thought of it, but did I manifest it? No, but it came to me and I put it out. But yeah. do you know what? I think that you actually believe it's possible. You Do you know Yeah. You, there's no limiting story that, oh, that would be nice, but it won't happen to me. That, that, yes. That little bit because of Because that end. outweighs it. Yes. And then that just doesn't happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like we all have, like there's things I can work on. Yeah, oh, always. Yeah, always. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just think I really like though that you said magnet because I think that that's a nice, nice and a manifest. <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting here, and that's all of what I've been yeah. thinking. It's like you're just, and when you were describing how you want people to feel, it's just like your energy is a magnet, and I feel like that why people feel so good around yeah. you is because I like, hope so yeah I hope so I don't know I yeah just be just well the energy that's been around me has helped mm. me too yeah yeah and we say it's who you surround yourself 100% by. 100% always yeah always talking about Paris we had an off mic conversation <laughs> and I was like do you feel comfortable talking about yeah. that on mic yes yes and we'll talk we said oh how was your experience could you live there and you were like I thought I could, but one thing may yeah. at the moment. So, um, yeah, basically I, um, for like the last 20 years, have Paris is one of my favourite cities and I've mm-hmm. gone back a lot. Work, me and my husband love it. <clears throat> and this time for me was really different. It was very dangerous and I didn't feel safe. And my daughter, um, especially the little one, love herself, Vivi, um, Valentina, Cute. she just lives a life. Her energy is like, I don't care what you think about me, I'm here to just rock this mm-hmm. world. Milana is um, me and Patrick in one person and she's very like, you know, she does care a bit what people think mm. and she also is very like observant of everything mm-hmm. around her. She literally was stuck to me the whole trip saying she didn't feel so safe. So I was like, okay, well, she's definitely there's something valid in this. So anyway, we um, were outside of Paris in Troyes and I would catch the train in and, you know, things like that. It was very, it was the day of, um, there was a stabbing in. I saw um, that. Yeah, so I was in the other, it was like five minutes from there and I, we just were like, God, everything just feels on edge and I didn't know what it was and my yeah. husband's like, no, I think it's because of a football game. I'm like, no, don't play yourself, mate. It's not that. <laughs> There's something else going on, like energy. And then there was a stabbing. So I was thinking maybe that was my first trip to Paris why I felt like that. <clears throat> got in the, got to the airport, couldn't find any um, taxis. So there's always taxis at mm-hmm. the airport, at the station, and I couldn't get one because there was a strike. So I was, my instinct, you know, from Melbourne, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm just going to get an Uber. I've got an Uber in like overseas. <clears throat> so I order an Uber and Uber's not coming and they're not allowed and there's all police everywhere. So you know how they call you. They mm-hmm. call me. And three guys are walking towards me and I'm looking and my daughter, actually, because it's in my husband's name, the Uber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they're all coming to me and, and they're like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And I'm like, and I actually said out loud, oh, this idiot is looking at me. It's not you. I'm like, how bad is that? <laughs> and Milana goes, make sure it's under dad's name. Like, she's, she's nine. Wow. Oh, my gosh. She goes, we make sure it's under dad's name. And I was like, 
what's it under? And he said my husband's name. And the other two then I was like, I'm not, no, it's not you. So already three people were wow. trying to get in the car. So then I was like, okay. So I trusted him immediately, got in the car. And he goes, oh, you know, and I'm like, where are you from? Chatting. He's like, you know, um, uh, he tells me where he's from, mm. whatever. And um, and then he got a few calls and he was speaking in Arabic. Um, I'm Maltese, so it's like you can sometimes yeah. understand mm. a little bit. But I was like, he just, and I didn't even think anything of it. And then he said Terminal 1. Didn't think anything of it, got off. Two minutes later he said to me, oh, what, what terminal are we going to? And I'd been in the car for like five, ten minutes. Five minutes. And he goes, I go, oh, Terminal 2. And he goes, okay, cool. And then he literally started texting, like, on his phone while driving, like that would never happen to you. And then a minute later he gets a call. He's like, and then he goes, Terminal 2. And I don't know what it was. I just felt felt uncomfortable. uncomfortable. So I text my husband and I was like, "Um, he wouldn't know. He doesn't know. Like, I do all internet banking. I do everything. He Mm -hmm. knows no passwords, nothing. So I said, this is my find my iPhone, like my um, password. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is my location. I don't know why. I just feel really unsafe right now. And he's like, why am I coming to Uber going? It's just weird. I get a weird vibe. The kids had fallen asleep because they were tired. And he goes, just get out. You can't, you, like, who cares if you're being a psycho? Just get out. And I said, okay. So then I had to really, they just wouldn't wake up. So mm. I really woke up one, the older one. So, mummy, um, we need to get out of this car. Um, and she was like, okay. So I just said to the guy, Oh, my daughter's going to vomit. She's going to vomit. She's going to pull over. And he was like, calm down, calm down. No, no. And I'm like, no, no, she's literally going to throw up all over your car. So we pulled, um, he, he pulled over and then I opened the door and my instinct was like call it over. I just got all my bag and everything yeah. and the kids and got out. And he was like yelling like, you need to calm down. Why are you getting out of the car? Why? And I'm just like, just leave, just leave. It's easier. I'm just going to get another, just go, just go, just go. And made a really big deal and he, and he eventually left. <clears throat> um. And then I said to the girls, oh, sorry about that, mummy, um, we just had to get out. Like I felt really bad because I mm. thought I'm giving my children issues but I either give them the issue yeah. or have regrets. Yeah. There's no regrets yeah. in that situation. By the way, I've travelled a lot mm. over the years. I've never been. So then um, I get a cab. I hailed down like a registered cab. Get in the cab and I say to him, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel a bit crazy. Like I just got out of an Uber. And he's like, oh, really? How come? And I said, and I told him the situation and then he just goes. And I'll never forget. It was like like it was like that moment where you're like, I'm not crazy. crazy like, I, yeah. And he goes, I think you've done the right thing. He goes, the last few months um, there's been a lot of connections with Uber oh. and women. And he said, first he said bad things happening to women. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, you're by yourself. You've got the two small girls. And he's like, you absolutely did the right thing. He goes, automatically download G7 and it's like an app that um, every single taxi driver has been checked. Make sure you go through this and he goes and don't get Ubers. And then my French tutor here, I was texting her and she was like, don't get in. Like that's a common thing now. Wow. So if you're from there and I think like without being sexist, maybe you're a male. I think Mm. it's just if you're a foreigner, you don't speak French, you get in there with kids, like it's just a stupid thing. And I just thought to myself, you know, I would rather have no regrets. I'm glad that I did that. And I and after those situations, I just was like, I don't know. You know, when people say go overseas, it's the best experience. Mm. Yeah, it is a great experience, but you've also got to know when the experience is not safe. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like really Oh gosh, yeah. that's scary. I think a lot of people in Australia will be traveling to Paris this year. So it's mm. like something, yeah, especially I've, females, something to be aware of. Yeah. Don't get an Uber. Yeah, just get just d- download G7. It's mm-hmm. the easiest and it's actually amazing because then you don't need to also get out your um 
wallet and pay. It's all mm-hmm. on, oh, wow. on done. Mm-hmm. So you get out and, you know, I, I can't recommend enough. Yeah. Um, especially for like single moms if they're going or anyone that just, single I got a lot traveler. of DMs. Yeah, got a lot of DMs asking me actually about Harrison to share my. So I think it's not alone. Europe is like a little bit, have your alert, like be alert. Mm, okay. It's a little bit more dangerous and that's coming like with, the, with from someone that's travelled a lot and also lived overseas, mm. I definitely didn't feel safe. Okay. Far out. And don't have anything on show. Like don't have anything on show. Yeah. Like if you're a fashion lover, just keep it in your luggage. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> or in the safe at the hotel. Don't yeah. bring it. Yes. Yeah. Jay, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. We've had a few knocks on the door to get out of this room. We have to stop recording, but it was such a pleasure to have you on. Where can people find you on Instagram? Yeah, it's jade um, underscore underscore K makeup, which I didn't do the double underscore. (laughs) Well, we'll tag you anyway. And anyone who's wanting also just to learn about makeup, I'm about to launch some new classes too. Amazing. I think I might come and do one. Yeah, you guys have a spot. 100%. I would love to come and do one. Yeah. That'd be fun. So it's on... um, yeah, it's on my Instagram. Okay, you just download, uh, sorry, it's on my website. Okay, and just sign up. Sign up perfect. to the newsletter. Amazing. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You're welcome. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.